you ready to talk fantasy football? Then you're ready for the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your hosts, Mike Randall and Scott Berg. Welcome back to the Picking Up the Blitz Fantasy Football Podcast. Week 9 is pretty much in the book, Scott, and I got to tell you, I'm heated. I thought I was winning the million dollars in the DFS. By 125, I was texting you, I thought I had it. Yeah, you got off to a fantastic start with your lineup. Wide receivers were all scoring. Jacoby Brissett, the T.Y. Hilton stack was lighting it up for you. You got off to a great start Sunday with the DFS. Me, not so much, but you know what? Your, your lineup, I guess, cooled down second half. Even the Saints D, I believe you had. They scored a touchdown, but I guess you just couldn't put it all together second half of the day. So frustrating, Scott. My wife and, and you know, your, your wives, your significant others, they have these intuitions. Women have intuitions, right, Scott? And I'm sitting there, and this is the advice she told me to put the lineup together. We put that one lineup together, bang, T.Y. Hilton. She goes, you got to go T.Y. Hilton in a dome. Is Houston even a dome? I don't know, but she said it, so I put her and put him in. She loves Mohamed Sanu. You know that since the preseason. I put, I put him in. And then she goes, oh, Rashard Matthews is good. But not only that, Scott, you know what she said about the quarterback? And I didn't listen to her. She goes, you know, I keep seeing this rugged, like outdoorsy type of guy with a beard. And so I pulled up the DraftKings quarterbacks and showed it to her. She goes, how about Carson Wentz? Like, you're not starting Carson Wentz against the Broncos. Ah! Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would have worked that good. I, I, you, you sat him in the season-long leagues, too, this week. I saw uh, Carson Wentz said, talk about the Broncos. We get into them later. One of many teams that I think have just quit on the season. But uh, we can get to that later on when we re- uh, review the games. But, uh, yeah, it's funny. We're sitting here watching this Monday night game. You know, we're about 2.47 to go in the first half. I had to go outside and see if there were pigs flying because Amir Abdullah scored from inside I'm the five. I'm so excited. Scott, can you hear? And in most of our leagues, Scott, you know, the CBS leagues, the trade deadline is, is uh, November 13th. Do you know how many offers I'll have out for Amir Abdullah tomorrow? Uh, you'll have plenty, but the problem is he just got his touchdown quota for the year, so you should have got it beforehand. <laughs> yeah, how's, how's, how's that trade I made looking out for me so far? Looking pretty good, the one I made shipping out Abdullah. What was the trade again? Tell me what the trade was. Abdullah and Crabtree for McCaffrey and Dotson. It's actually oh, so stop. It's an awful, oh, you're reaching. Come on. You're lying to the stop, public. Stop. You're lying well, to the speak- public. You're lying to the Stop it. Stop it. Well, well, you know, speaking of CBS leagues, I put it pretty good on you this week in CBS, and I don't want to hear the, oh, I forgot to take Jameson Crowder out right? because I beat you by about 142 points. Yeah, so I don't no, think it's it matters. It's a good one. How's your DFS lineups doing? <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? I didn't, I didn't cash in a one o'clock slate, but I did cash in a four o'clock slate. Unfortunately, that one doesn't go up on the site. So for what goes on the site, I am oh for two against you at the head. But how those NFL picks doing? <laughs> oh, oh, listen, are you are you over five hundred yet? I'm three and one, and I lost a fourth of my a half point. Well, listen, oh, I'm, I, right now I'm in good shape to at least go one and three, so I'll still be even even with you or ahead by a game. So the line should, you know, get the job done here because. We're seeing how important it is to actually have a quarterback that can run an offense on your team because Brett Huntley, he's not the answer here in Green Bay. That's amazing. I think they got it. Let's get into the first quarter. We'll talk about it. First quarter. All right, Scott, you brought up, you brought up Brett Huntley. Let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, Scott, I don't think Brett Hundley is the worst quarter. I mean, they got to let him throw a little bit, man. They're not letting him do anything besides two-yard outs. I mean, what is it? Jarvis Landry on his team? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're not really giving him much to work with, or you know, in the play calling, it's you know a lot of these swing passes, and, and it's not like they're really running. I mean, he has thrown twenty five passes. Now, don't get me wrong, he has attempted twenty five passes. They've only run the ball twelve times in this game, but I mean, he's averaging three point nine yards a completion. It's just not going to get the job done. A three point nine yards a, a attempt. I'm sorry, not a completion, an attempt, and that's just not getting the job done. So you know, sixteen of twenty five for ninety seven yards as we sit here. They're not really letting him take a shot down the field. He just tried here, but he overshot Nelson as we sat here. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, 
when you're in a situation like this, you know, it, Aaron Rodgers, I guess it shows how much he masks the deficiencies on this team because you take Aaron Rodgers away, they're a bottom of the bottom of the league team. Um, Got to give him a little more to work with, but yeah, I just don't know if he's going to be good enough to get them where they need to go. Scott, I have several bones to pick here in quarter one. Okay, and we're going to start with the news of the day, the Royal Rumble that was Sunday between all these fights. For those that weren't aware or may have missed it, there was a fight where Mike Evans came up behind from Marshawn Lattimore, which I believe I put a tweet out about, Scott, or wrapping a cat in bubble wrap there, which is pretty much what happened. But I guess <laughs> good. No, no, basically. I'm saying, he, he got frustrated and blasted Lattimore in the back after Winston started with Lattimore. Lattimore sort of pushed or tapped Winston, and, and Evans jacked him. In the other game, uh, uh, Jalen Ramsey, who's the second lockdown – he's the second coming to Lester Hayes here, uh, obviously got inside of Green's head, gave him a little tap. Scott, these little taps are starting massive overreactions. AJ Green goes, what wrestling move did you call that before? What was that? That was the uh, million-dollar <laughs> dream courtesy of my, my friend Swagalicious and Evan Roberts on WFBN. I agree with that. It looked you – know, Old school wrestling, Ted DiBiase, he locked you in that million dollar dream. You went to sleep and that's what AJ Green went for about three times. Finally locked it in once. And the, the, the only argument that I've heard, I put this out on Twitter, of course, I'm, I'm getting a very polarized reaction, with I like, which I like, is that because Green and Ramsey got kicked out, they basically sat out of game. Now, hold on a second, okay? Let's hold on with these ridiculous analysis. That happened, Scott, right before the end of the first half. So he sat out a half game, and he didn't just retaliate. He dragged him down, choked him, and I know he has a helmet on, people. I know he wasn't gasping for air, but the point is, he dragged him down from behind and then started throwing haymakers. That has got to be a suspension. You can't suspend Evans and not Green. Evans pushed Lattimore because Lattimore pushed Winston. Yes, he jacked him up behind. I understand that. But give me a break, Scott. You can't send one out, not the other. Just inconsistent. Yeah, I mean, and I don't want to hear the excuse while they were missed a half a game. You know, unless there's something I don't know about, they still got paid for that second half of the game. Darn they right they did. If they Darn got right they did. If they would have got suspended for next week like they, well like they should have, they wouldn't be paid. Well so I don't done. want to hear yes. that. Yeah, they missed a half. Big deal. And, you know, they both should have been suspended. I'm talking Green and Ramsey. I think both should have got the game. Yeah, Green, Green initiated, but Ramsey went with them as well. They went back and forth. As far as Evans goes, yeah, I almost would have if if I wasn't going to suspend either one of the two, I probably wouldn't have suspended Evans if it was one that wasn't going. But he gets suspended, and Jameis Winston should also have been suspended because he started this whole thing, and that just shows the immaturity of Jameis Winston, which is probably part of the reason why the Tampa Bay Bucks are at the bottom of the NFC South is because the the leader on the team isn't producing. He you know you call him Jameis Winston, and that's what he's been all season long, and now they're going to shut him down for a couple weeks and you get. You know, three to four weeks of Ryan Fitzpatrick and are the Jets licking their chops to get the five and five to face their old friend this week? No, oh, it's, so, it's so ridiculous. And by the way, we'll get to that game. I don't think there's any change in that game whatsoever because Ryan Fitzpatrick slings it. He's had five. I think he's had multiple five touchdown games. I don't think there's a big drop off there at all. Obviously, it kills you with Evans, but I'm scratching my head on who's going to get the, the, the passes there. My other bone to pick, Scott, is I'm. can we stop with the knee-jerk reactions, people. Can you learn nothing from this podcast, the Picking Up the Blitz podcast? And by the way, feel free to follow us on Twitter at P-U-T Blitz. Yeah, folks, that'd be great, folks. Uh, folks, can you learn nothing from us? What, ha Scott, where are all the Kareem Hunt truthers? Where'd they go, man? No touchdowns since week three. Mike Randall's an idiot. My, multiple 50-yard touchdowns. And now the new one, the new one, because the Kareem Hunt truthers were wrong. And they're upset that they're wrong. So you know what they do? They move on. You know what they've moved on to? Alvin Kamara is better than Darren Sproles. Are you out of your freaking mind?
Yeah, I mean, it's a little, a little too early to make that call. He's better than Darren Sproles. I thought you were going to say better than Mark Ingram, but either way, it's a little too soon to call Alvin Kamara better than either one of them. He's a nice player. He's a scat back like you like to talk about. And he had a big game last week, but, you know, up until last week, Ingram was getting the bulk of those games. Yeah, I did talk about how I felt Ingram's production might dip a little bit week after week, and it's continued to do so, but... You took Peterson out of there, they're both getting action, but yeah, it's way too soon to start saying Alvin Kamara is uh, you know, the next coming of you know, any any great scat back a lot, Darren Sproles. Scott, as per Evan Silva, this was early in the offseason, I believe Darren Sproles, or maybe it was, I'm sorry, it was John Pawson, one of the legends, right, of fantasy, even Silva or Pawson from four for four said that Darren Sproles has been an RB two in PPR every year of his career <laughs> except for this one. Alvin Kamara has had a great start to the season. He looks good. He's in an explosive offense. Can we settle down when yesterday he had two touchdowns, one of which Scott required him to maintain his balance and miss five tacklers. I mean, this isn't exactly like, you know, automatic Alvin Kamara. He's getting a lot of catches. I'm very happy for him. But can we settle down with the knee-jerk reaction? He sure as heck isn't better than Mark Ingram. That's for darn sure. And what we learn year after year in these fantasy seasons is that everything balances out. Thank you. So, Thank you. Yes. I mean, look, Kareem Hunt is still at the top of the league. He's still getting yardage. He's still involved. He gets catches. The touchdowns have dropped. But he will be at the top. But he's not. he wasn't going to score 47 touchdowns. Alvin Kamara, bits and pieces of the offense early on, more and more with Peterson gone. But again, it's all going to balance out. You know, you can have three touchdowns one week. Look at Amari Cooper. He had 44 fantasy points two weeks ago. He's had, what, 12, 13, 14 since? It's yep. just everything balances out. You, you People get excited, and that's uh, that's what drives me crazy about sometimes when waiver claims, you know, oh, great, you know, I know in some leagues people dropped Rashard Matthews. Now he went out and he had 17 fantasy points. Everybody's trying to claim him again because, oh, he had it last week. He's going to do it again. Not the case. It's and not going to be that way. And, Scott, you know what I want to hear, too? And, and this is my last bone to pick, okay? And then you, then <laughs> I'll stop being angry here, man. So you are the one who has the DFS experience. You've won thousands of dollars, yada, 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 all the great stuff. And I'm just kind of getting into it this year. Here's what I'll tell you. Tell me if this is nuts or not. Those prices that are next to the name do nothing but screw with your head. Here's my point. When I made that lineup with my wife, I sat there and said, well, I got extra money left over. I can actually pay. Yeah, that is that is that, the problem. Am I that wrong, is a, man? Am I wrong? That's a huge problem. And I've said this to many people oh. in person. Forget your remaining salary. Doesn't it matter. doesn't matter. If you have $3,000 left who cares? Thank if you. The team Thank you. you put together is the team that you feel is going to produce. It, Scott, it doesn't Scott, tell matter. Me, you look at those top teams that win, right? Those million dollar teams. I w- we can't go back. I mean, we can, but we're not doing that. But like, I bet most of them don't use all fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> no, uh, you know, listen, and that's and, and and that is what separates the people that win and the people from the people that lose. And I don't want to hear this crap that we heard years ago or last year about oh it's fixed only so. But listen, people pay up. There are people with eighty five entries. You know what they're paying for those eighty five entries. So if you got the money to back it up, you make the pay. You pay for it and go for it. But the salary, the i this idea that you need to when you have. Seven or eight guys in, and you're ready to get that last guy, and you thought you had to pay for a $4,400 flex position, but yet you have 5800 left, and you scroll up to the 5800 mark and say, well, you know what? His price is there, so obviously he's going to produce, but no, it means nothing. It does not mean anything. You have to roll what you have. If you leave money on the table, leave it on the table. It doesn't. Your rosters do not have to be maxed out. I can tell you personally, my rosters usually are never maxed out. 
you know, I, I usually leave anywhere between three, four, five, six hundred dollars on a raw on a on a lineup. I, and I've left two, three thousand on the table just because I like what I put together. And that's just the way it goes. Well, I'll say this, Scott. What I'm doing this week when I look at my lineup is I'm covering the prices. I'm not going to look at the prices. I'm going to write down names on a piece of paper. What I usually do is I go through my first look, right? And I just write down the names of people I like. Although this week I managed to love every quarterback and I picked one of the lower throwing quarterbacks. I mean, Brissett was okay in the lineup on the thing, but the other one I had that actually cashed, I had at Wilson, which is terrible. But I, I mean, at the end he came on, but still, like, I think there would have been better choices. And I, I'm going to ignore the price. I think that's what you got to do. I think the, I got caught paying up for Kareem Hunt. What am I doing? Ah. Yeah, it, the, the price will mess with your head, uh, and that's it, it will always mess with your head, and you can't let that happen because if you do, you'll wind up, you know, I don't know, let's just say Amir Abdullah, for instance. Maybe you really had a feeling on Amir Abdullah this week. He must have been maybe 4,100 if you were playing, like the primetime slate or the slate with every single game, and he didn't play the millionaire, but you said, ah, you know what, I got 5,500 left, and you went to... You know, I, I don't know. Let's let's just say Jay Ajayi was fifty five hundred, and he hadn't scored a touchdown. You just you miss him. You you, you lose value. You just can't, you got to take the salary away. It's almost like if there was a button to hit hide remaining value and just plug it in. Yeah, well done. Be yeah, I love it. I love hit, it. You know, yep. I, but I, that won't be there because you know they know it messes with your head. You know, and you just got to look past it and. It happens to a lot of people, and that's one of the first things I ever told anybody to ask me, you know, what do I do when I play DFS? It's I ignore the salary. I ignore what I have left. But you know how hard it is, Scott, when you put your lineups in? I had a bunch in this week, and, like, you sit there and you have $4,000 left. Do you know how hard it is to submit on that lineup? No, it's it's tough. And, you know, when you're playing DraftKings especially, it's because the, one of the biggest differences in DraftKings and FanDuel are the salaries, especially when you get to the defenses. You know, FanDuel's defenses, you're looking at, they, they'll start anywhere between – 53, 5,400, and DraftKings, they're like 38, 3,700. So you can have a great feeling on a defense thinking you're going to pay high for them in DraftKings, and you put that in, and it leaves you with some money open. Listen, just leave it open. I mean, if you like what you have, leave it open. By the way, the Lions are lining up at two in the back. In the backfield is Amir Abdullah. Give can it to punch him. Give it to him, baby. Another one? Let's find out. Oh, First and goal for the Lions. The give is to Abdullah, and he is stopped, and he actually fumbled. Oh, no way. No it way. looks like I'm going to say the Lions recovered this, but I could be wrong. Uh, nope. let's Packer, Packers are running out like they got it. Uh, all right. Second quarter, NFC home games. Here we go. All right. Second quarter underway as Abdullah did fumble, but it was recovered by the Lions, so he'll get another chance to punch that in. Buccaneers, Saints, we touched on this a little bit with the Mike Evans brawl with Marshawn Lattimore. So let's talk about this game from a fantasy standpoint. Honestly, Tampa Bay, you you were all over this. You know, you you called me out for using Mike Evans in the DFS lineup. You've been all over Winston all year long. Uh, and now we get word that Winston's out three to four weeks, going to be shut down. So it's Ryan Fitzpatrick getting the calls. Let's we'll look at it from this game standpoint here. Anybody that's even worth talking about on a fantasy standpoint is from Tampa Bay. I mean, I think the highest receiver at 25 yards receiving. I mean, this is just a brutal performance for the Bucks. Yeah, I think you got to go deeper on this one. I mean, this is a bare performance. I get it. But I don't want ABC fantasy football analysis. I want to go deeper. I want to see some things here. Listen, Doug Martin got benched. That's disturbing. I have a feeling Doug Martin is going to be the starting running back for the remainder of the season. And they're going to need Doug Martin, especially in home games. So Doug Martin was a big letdown here, but his price was a little high. So I think for DFS, you're going to avoid him. Scott, you know Ryan Fitzpatrick. He locks in on one guy. He locked in on Brandon Marshall. He locks on on Eric Decker. When Mike Evans comes back, he's going to lock in on him. So I think from a fantasy perspective, 
Winston's been horrific. Scott, I value completion percentage. I was on Reddit. I was going back and forth with some guy on Reddit who was ripping on Josh McNown, saying Josh McNown obviously is the reason why we shouldn't care about completion percentage or while, while completion percentage is misleading, right? Because he's completing nearly 70% of his passes. I wrote back, yes, he is. And that's why he's having a very good season. I believe he's QB 12, Scott, or something like that. He's having a very solid season. And the reason being is his completion percentage. Jameis Winston was not accurate. Cam Newton is not accurate, but Cam Newton runs a lot more, Scott, than Jameis Winston does. That's my point. So I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is solid. As far as the receivers, don't go to Deshaun Jackson, folks. There's going to be somebody else here who's going to come forward from this. Maybe a Chris Godwin, maybe OJ Howard. Maybe they go two tight ends against the Jets. Overall, moving forward, I wouldn't give up on Doug Martin. Mike Evans comes back. He's going to be fine with Fitzpatrick. There's no problems there. But I think you got to really rack your brain because someone's going to get these targets next week, Scott, at home against the Jets. I just don't know who it is. Yeah, I mean, look at the next four of the games. We're speculated that uh, Fitz would play four games. Next week, he's uh, home Jets at Miami, at Atlanta, at Green Bay. Those are four games that I know three of them are on the road, but those are matchups that he can easily produce fantasy numbers for you on a streaming basis for sure. Um, so we'll go to New Orleans, Drew Brees, two, 263, two touchdowns. He does what he does. Ingram Kamara, you got on Kamara a little bit. You know, going forward, it's Ingram for you, I'm sure, still. Um Anything else you want to point out from this game on the New Orleans side? Yeah, Drew Brees, I think you have to start worrying about him, Scott. Let's face it, he's not the old Drew Brees that we know and love. The team does not pass as much as they used to. Kamara's getting some carries. Ingram's getting a lot of carries. They're leading a lot of games, Scott, so they're trying to run the ball a little bit more, and they have a great offensive line. Kamara is the number 10 running back, Scott, in PPR and fantasy points per game as per player profiler, 16.5 PPR points per game. He's had a phenomenal, phenomenal uh, season. The question is now, as you're getting into the home stretch for the rest of the year, Scott, the question is, how do you view these guys moving forward. I think Mark Ingram is an RB1. I think Alvin Kamara is an RB1. So if you start both of them together, I think you're going to get at least RB2 production from either one of them. For Drew Brees, you're going to use him. But Scott, I can name a bunch of quarterbacks here. Let's try this. Ready? Who would you rather have rest of season? Let's see how many quarterbacks you take Drew Brees over. You ready for this? Drew Brees or Carson Wentz? It's Carson Wentz. Drew Brees or Dak Prescott? Um, Right now, Prescott. Drew Brees or Matt Ryan? Tough one. I'll probably lean Breeze. Ryan hasn't shown me enough yet. Drew Breeze or Russell Wilson? Russell Wilson. Drew Breeze or Marcus Mariota? <laughs> Drew Breeze. Okay, right that's now. fine. But like, here's my point. Like, There's other options out there that you could consider and, and you could think about moving forward. The one thing I'll say is this, Scott. Alvin Kamara is hurting who the most. Finish it. Michael Thomas? That's exactly right. Mike Thomas is good. He's a solid 13 to 15 fantasy points, but you need him to score. Otherwise, he's a disappointment. My guy, Ted Ginn Jr., keep on beating Des Bryant, my friend. He's becoming the most consistent (laughs) receiver there. Uh, Ted Ginn's becoming an every week wide receiver too. Greater than Des Bryant. I'll be unbearable on Twitter. You will block me on Twitter if he has more points than Des Bryant at the end of the year. So I think it's fine moving forward. I'll tell you this, Scott. Also, last one. I think the Saints defense is for real. Yeah, you know, I mean, they've they've been good. They get the block, the block punt there to get the touchdown or, or lead to a touchdown. Um, yeah, they've been good. I don't know if I'm ready to say they're a, you know top seven, top eight defense, but they're definitely better than you know they have in the past. And with the team winning six in a row, I mean, I think it's time we have to take the Saints team as legitimate. They're for real. I mean, they are one six straight. They're top of the division, and you know, with the turmoil, the rest of that division with the Falcons being inconsistent, Carolina inconsistent, Tampa Bay being terrible. This might be the Saints division to lose. Who would have thought my 5-11 and 11 prediction for the Giants would have been inflating it a bit at the beginning of the year? 
Rams go in, Scott, both coming off of buys here. Rams go in and hang a 51-burger, as you would say, on the Giants. 51-17. This is why fantasy is hard. Scott, who would think that Jared Goff, who's been okay but not great, would go into a rainy road game, West Coast, East Coast, 1 o'clock game against a Giant team that has had a fairly decent defense this year and throw for 311 yards and four touchdowns. Can you explain this to me? He did that also on 14 completions. He only completed 14 passes. Listen, it's obvious that I I got this game dead wrong. I took the Giants thinking they after the bye, they would show some gumption at home. I probably should have read more into the Janoris Jenkins suspension. There's a lot of turmoil on that team. Touchdowns, he was... I'm pretty sure it was not played in most standard leagues, regular season league, full season leagues, but he was probably 2 or 3% owned in DFS, and he was probably near the top of the list with winning lineups. So if you played him, it's a great job by you. You know, Goff, he's slowed down a little bit. I think you can look at him as a quarterback, too, for sure, the rest of the season. And listen, it's a big-time performance. And, you know, I heard some some uh, news, you know, on, on the radio this morning that, you know, Sean McVay the night before – he told his team that they were going to go out and embarrass the Giants. Like in his talks with them pregame before the night before, he said, we're going to go out there and embarrass them. And they sure, they sure is, you know, you know what did 51-17. That's an embarrassment at home, at home for the Giants. Scott, you said it. And these first-year young head coaches are really proving their mettle, which is, by the way, I can't wait for those Saints to make a trip to Buffalo next week. But we'll wait on that game. Scott, uh, Todd Gurley's awesome. N- enough said. Uh, people talked about how bad his schedule is. Enough. A couple interesting things here with the wide receiver. You ready? My wife's upset because she wanted me to start Cooper Cup. <laughs> that was the worst of the three. The guy I wanted to start was Robert Woods. Uh, but of course, Scott Robert Woods doesn't score the entire year. He goes for two touchdowns here, which is interesting. My question for you is Sammy Watkins. Okay. He got off the schneid. He caught one catch though. 67 yards and a touchdown. Ready? Rank in order. PPR. Remainder of the year. Watkins, Woods, and Cup. Cup. Uh, Cup. Watkins would. I will put Cooper Cup ahead of them, ahead of both of them. PPR. Yeah, Watkins had the one catch for 67 yards. I think the at the Robert, Robert one of Robert Woods touchdowns. I mean, third and 33. You, you see that one? Uh, Eli Apple. Oh, it was nothing terrible. to do. Oh, it was nothing terrible, to do with making Scott. a tackle. This is. I think third and 33. I heard somewhere today in the radio that you could title that. You know, the Giants season third and 33. Book and that makes complete sense to me. That was just absolutely brutal. But for me, Cooper Cup would be number one PPR. Then I put Watkins. Then I put Woods. I wouldn't take much into Robert Woods. You know, getting two touchdowns. You know, the Giants. Like I said, they quit. They just did not play, especially that secondary. Scott, a tight end has caught a touchdown against the New York Giants every opposing tight end every single week. Tyler Higby caught the touchdown here. Scott, yes or no? George Kittle next week. Yeah, George Kittle next week. Yeah, listen, I don't know if they want to win the game, but I, if you're asking right now, I would not be surprised the Giants beat the Giants next week, and George Kittle would get a touchdown. It's up to San Francisco if they want to even win this game now, since they'll be fighting the Giants for that, you know, one of those top picks next year. Now, this is where you got to go deeper, and you know, you always call me a contrarian, but I just think that I, I like to. Who said this? Somebody said this the other day. I think it was on uh, one of my favorite new podcasts, Full Tilt, on uh, on Roto Underworld. I think uh, Eric McClung, the host, friend of mine, goes fade the public. One of them says fade the public. It was Evan Silva actually said fade the public. You got to fade the public if you're going to win. Scott, Eli Manning has been terrible, but let me give you his rest of season schedule. Ready? At San Francisco, home KC, at Washington, at Oakland, home Dallas, home Philly, at Arizona. Any interest? I mean, the matchups are good, but, you know, the coach wouldn't commit to Eli playing all year long. Um, so there's, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play the, you know, 
the last four or five games of the season, especially when it comes to playoff time. Listen, if they're one in ten, one in eleven, you really got to start thinking about your future. At least see what you have in, in in Davis Webb. I mean, you're not going anywhere, so I would not be surprised if by week twelve or week thirteen he's not playing anyway. So it's one of those you might just want to monitor and watch. Can you tell Coach McAdoo that Eli's going to be the longer than he is, so not to worry about it? Uh, oh, that's a fact. That oh, is a fact. <laughs> Arlene's Darkwa, Scott, not bad. Had fifty yards rushing. You, you texted me in the first quarter. Anything Arlene's Darkwa moving forward? I mean, I, he's a useful player. I mean, again, San Francisco's terrible against the run. That was my angle with him against the Rams. They were bad against the run, and the Giants got away from the run really quick because, and they got away from this the run even before they were, the game was out of hand. I mean, it was like seventeen ten, seventeen seven. They were stopped running the ball. I think he's serviceable, especially next week against the Niners. I think he's a definite, you know, twenty carry guy, and the Niners' defense stinks against the run. So, going forward next week for sure, I would use him, and I think he's a value play again in DFS next week. And for all you Evan Ingram people who are coming at me, shut it, okay? You lost three wide receivers on this team, and Evan Ingram was forced into a position to be the top re- uh, receiving target. They don't need a tight end. They need anyone who can catch the ball. So Evan Ingram actually Scott is doing a nice job. Give me Evan Ingram or Sterling Shepard rest of season. I think it's Evan Ingram. I, I think it's Evan Ingram over Shepard. Like I said, I mean, he's the tight end title position, but he's playing like a wide receiver. He's needed the opportunity with all these wide receivers breaking down and being hurt to get a shot. He's showing he can play and he's making plays. I think he's a very valuable person to have at the tight end position. You know, I'm lucky to have him in a couple of leagues. He's produced every time he's been out there since those injuries went down. So for me, I'm going to take Ingram rest of the year over Shepard. I think Shepard will be there right there too, but if I had to pick one, it's going to be Ingram. Broncos, another team that I want to say quit. They go to Philadelphia. And the Eagles and the aforementioned Carson Wentz put up 51. So we had two teams put up 51. This one was at home. The Eagles beat the Broncos 51-23. to You know, there's a lot of problems, I think, in Denver. And one is they don't have a quarterback. Um, and, you know, you hear people now starting to clamor for you-know-who. I don't know if it's going to happen in Denver. You know, it could happen. It could, I don't know if it's going to happen in Houston either, but... The Broncos have absolutely no quarterback, so let's just go to the running game. Any one of these three running backs going forward interest you at all, Booker, Charles, or Anderson? I'm sorry. Can you hear that noise? I'm patting myself on the back about C.J. Anderson. <laughs> the answer is yes, Scott, because Devontae Booker is the best talented running back in this on this team, and they're going to be in negative game script a lot of the season, and he's going to catch passes out of the backfield. C.J. Anderson is not good. I'm looking for all those C.J. Anderson truthers. Maybe I'll put that tweet out later tonight. All oh, you know, people who are yelling at me, C.J., man, what are you, an idiot? Yeah, I'm an idiot. How's he doing? Nine carries, 13 yards. Next. Wide receivers. Demarius Thomas had a nice game, eight for seventy and a touchdown. With this quarterback situation being, you know, so up in the air for Denver, is Demarius Thomas or even Emmanuel Sanders or either one of them reliable as a wide receiver too the rest of the year? Love Thomas, Scott. If you can trade for him, go for it because Brock Osweiler locks in on on Thomas. If you, I, I want to do a, a Rotoviz breakdown on their game split app. If you look at Demarius Thomas with Brock Osweiler, the splits are pretty strong. He likes Thomas over Sanders, so I'm more confident with him moving forward than Sanders. All right, and then let's go to the Eagles side. I mean, he four touchdowns for Carson Wentz, but only 199 yards. But that's all he needed to do. He's quarterback one rest of the season. He's been the top fantasy quarterback all year long. Go to the rushing game. Jay Ajayi, a nice debut. I, you know, we thought he'd be eased in. I guess he had a, more opportunities to be eased in in this game, being blown out. He gets eight for 77 for a touchdown. Corey Clement had two touchdowns. LeGarrette Blunt had nine for 37. And even Smallwood got some carries. So now you break it down with a giant blunt, probably going to be the lead guys. 
Who's the better option going forward in the Eagle offense? Well, I'd be careful. I, I don't know if I trust any of them. It's going to be a Ajayi, uh, that's for sure, because he's going to catch passes out of the backfield. He had a nice, a nice catch there in for the for the touchdown. He was. Uh, uh, or the run ra- rather around the side. So I think they're going to do some things in the, in the passing game with him. But Clement's going to be an issue. I think you got to be careful here, man. I don't know if you can trust them week in, week out until I see Ajayi had t- eight catches. Clement had 12. Ajayi just had the 46-yard run. Blunt still had nine. Small workload had five. I don't know if you want to go anywhere near this. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you on this. I think Ajayi will be the lead back. The first one to get a bunch of... Uh bunch of carries and probably lead the way with the carries. So if I had to pick one, I think Ajayi for me first. And you know I'm not a big blunt guy to begin with. I gotta give you credit twofold here. Alshon Jeffrey, you said buy him buy him from other teams and take a shot. He goes six for eighty four, two touchdowns. And you also once the Zach Ertz news came out that he was not playing without like wildfire. Trey, Trey Burton in your lineup. <laughs> you picked him up either before or after you picked up Chris Ivory. I'm not sure which way you went there. But Trey Burton plugged into your lineup. Gets two catches, forty one yards and a touchdown. So nice job there. Alshon Jeffrey is starting to heat up, as they would say, with the Eagles. Wide receiver one rest of the way? Yeah, he, uh, Scott, I, I don't know wide receiver one. I mean, Zach Ertz was out here, right? So, I mean, you got to temper it. But I like Alshon Jeffrey. I, isn't it amazing, man? Look at these wide receivers this year. T.Y. Hilton, up and down. Great this week. We'll get to that. But besides that, he's up and down. It's a terrible rest of schedule. DeAndre Hopkins has now lost to Sean Watson. Will Fuller's on the side of a milk carton. Uh, Adams... Nelson, Cobb, all those guys, really uncertain. Odell Beckham hurt. Alshon Jeffrey's like one of the last men standing. I don't think he's great, Scott, but I think he's consistent. He's in a big-time offense. What we should have known, Scott, about this game, which annoys me, and by the way, the Denver defense finally come back to reality without Wade Phillips. I predicted that one also. But what we should know about this, Scott, really underrated. It's the third consecutive road game for Denver. Really underrated, and they had a short week, didn't they? Didn't they play Kansas City? Was that Sunday or Monday night? Uh, it was uh, Monday night. Monday, Monday, night, Monday night, short work week, three games in a row. Well, row games, terrible job. Trey Burton, by the way, Scott, I picked it up in the two CBS leagues. I picked it up in the Yahoo League, and I put him in, in DFS. <laughs> yeah, you got to wonder, though, the Alshon Jeffrey numbers, do you think they were inflated a little bit with Zach Ertz not yeah, being yeah, there? Definitely. Yeah, no, no, def- no doubt. No, I think so. But I, I mean, listen, here's my point. Off the top of your head, ready? I'll give you 10 seconds. Name 10 wide receivers you trust more than Alshon Jeffrey rest of the season. Good. Uh, the top ahead. Um, can't do it. Again, you can't do Anto- it. Antonio Brown. Okay, of course. Julio, I'm yes. going to take okay. Julio Jones because he's going to heat up second half. Brandon Cooks? Brandon Cooks, no. I See, like the two, there you I, go. I like the two receivers in Detroit. I'll tell you right now, both Marvin Jones yeah. and Golden Tate are starting a- to pick up Green? this. A.J. Green, yeah, well. You Mike know. Thomas? See what yeah. I mean? You don't know. He's in the mix. That's all I'm saying. He's, he's, he's going to be there. He's going to be there. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, and so that's it. And, uh, so Hertz will be back, and that's pretty much it. But listen, be careful with Foles, though, Scott. The only thing I'll caution you with, with, with uh, I'm Foles. Jeez, I'm sorry. Be careful with Wentz. The only thing I'll caution about you with Wentz is they've had an awful lot of home games, man. Look at their rest of schedules. There's something to think about here. If you got Carson Wentz in your lineup at Dallas, no problem. Home Chicago, no problem. Here we go. At Seattle, oh, maybe that's not tough anymore. At the Rams, probably not going to be easy. At the Giants, should be better. Oakland, just be careful. Three road games in a row coming up week 13, 14, and 15. Nick Foles making an appearance on this podcast. <laughs> sorry, it's, it's, it's another thing. It's here. <laughs> Sorry about that. Wait, I wish we did outtakes. I could have put that on there. Sorry, my fault. It's only my fault. Scott, another one here. Panthers, Falcons. So Falcons go on the road. They try to get a win here. They go against Carolina. Scott, is it this simple? Luke Keekley's in. Carolina's good. Luke Keekley's out. Carolina's bad. 2017, Panthers won. 
Yeah, it started to look like that, or just the Falcons really are, like you said, a little bit soft. I mean, you know, they had, I thought they had a gut check win against the Jets. I know it's the Jets, but the Jets have played well. It was a monsoon and on the road. They won a game they had to win, so I really bought into the Falcons going into this week. And, you know, Julio Jones, really, I mean, I don't know if you saw it. I'm sure you did. Drops a wide open pass in the end zone. Oh, yeah, he got a that 200 yards a, receiving, Scott. Yeah, I mean, that would have been a game winner, a touchdown, and he drops it in. Maybe it's a microcosm of the other the season for the Falcons. I mean, they're four and four still there. Panthers defense. Luke Kuechly is obviously the straw that stirs that drink. So when he's in, they're a much better team, especially at home. Scott, here's here's my question moving forward. Now, Matt Ryan could have had 400 yards passing this game, and Julio Jones got 200 yards receiving. I want to do a quick quick yes or no. That's how I'm going to sum up this game. And then anything else you want to say? You ready? Tevin Coleman is a better fantasy running back than Devontae Freeman. Rest of schedule. No. Mohamed Sanu is a wide receiver too, rest of schedule. Yes. Cam Newton is a better quarterback, fantasy quarterback rest of schedule than Matt Ryan. Tough one. I will say no. Christian McCaffrey is now going to get the majority of running back carries for the Panthers rest of season. I think he's going to get a little more than a 50-50 split. I wouldn't say majority, but I think he'll start to get more and more. Devin Funchess, wide receiver too, rest of schedule. He's going leaning that way. Let's see it if another week or two, but he's he's leaning that way. If you looked at it, he didn't really throw to anybody else but him and McCaffrey. So, Like a true test moving forward, Scott, like a true test in high school. Ready for this one? Fill in. Greg Olson's return, which probably is week 11, I think, around there, is going to hurt which offensive player on the Panthers the most? Mm, Devin Funches. Okay. Very good. Anything I, else on this I, game? I yeah. think you were looking for me to say McCaffrey. I didn't know. Uh, no, no, I really don't know. I really have no yeah, idea myself. I, I, I would I would say Funches because I think a healthy Greg Olson in this situation is going to be automatically becomes your number one target. Um, can so I, I think it will hurt Funches a little bit. Can I ask you one more, man? Sure you can. Fill in the blank. If I start Jonathan Stewart again, I am a? Uh, I can't say it on this podcast. We're a family show, my friend. <laughs> but you know, negative like, three, Scott. By the way, Marvin Jones touchdown there just got me ahead in your Yahoo league. What a comeback! Woo! <laughs> look at look at you making some noise. I I managed to win Yahoo this week with a bad week. Yeah, I'll take it. Got a W. Keep moving forward there. It's the guy you traded uh, Jameis Winston to. I'm sure he's having a and I and I just <laughs> traded AJ Green for Doug Baldwin. <laughs> yeah, you you've done pretty well. <laughs> I mean, uh, Mr. and Marvin Jones with a two touchdown burger. Yeah, Marvin Jones, I told you, they're heating up. Him and Golden Tate both having good games. I mean, I, this is going to be the only game I'm going to win this week, so at least they'll save me from going on four, uh, the Lions. But good good offensive showing by these guys right now. Cardinals-Niners, this one was a bit of a snooze fest. Uh, Cardinals win this one 20-10. The Niners can't win a game. C.J. Beathard might have played his last game as a starting quarterback for the Niners, as maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is waiting in the wings. Drew Stanton, we're not playing him. Two touchdowns, decent game. The one I want to talk about here is because there is a short turnaround coming up for the Cardinals, and you touched on this a little bit with Le'Veon Bell in the past couple of weeks. Adrian Peterson ran the ball 37 times on Sunday, and they have to play Seattle on Thursday night. I'm going to say Adrian Peterson's a stay away this week. Yeah, they, they had the report coming out that they were going to feed the beast. All right. And, you know, I looked at him on DFS and then it's just hard to pull the trigger because I got Drew Stanton behind center. I think you got to stay away from Adrian Peterson. I know the Seahawks haven't played well, but he did get over 30 carries. I don't know who you're playing in that game, by the way. That's another, that's a state. When in doubt, Thursday's out. So yeah, I'm going to stay away from Peterson. I mean, I think if you had to play him, Scott, could he be a solid, a low end RB2? Like, would I rank him, Scott, this week 23? Yeah, I probably would. But yeah, I, it's I, just, yeah. it's those 37 carries. I mean, you know, you, you, you would think, 
Arizona felt they had this game, they would have they were going to win this game. And maybe you give Kerwin Williams or even my guy Andre Ellington a couple of carries. Yeah, knowing, sure, play, sure. Knowing you're playing Thursday night, I mean, Adrian Peterson's not a spring chicken. You know, yeah, Seattle hasn't been you know the Seattle we know and love from years past, but they're going to be out to hit people in this NFC, you know, this division matchup. And I don't think Peterson's getting 37 carries again Thursday night. Yep. Larry Fitzgerald had five catches for 70 yards. Everybody else had one or two catches. Uh, Jermaine Gresham scored a touchdown. Jerron Brown scored a touchdown. I guess with Drew Stan, it's going to be Larry Fitzgerald and anybody else, maybe. Yeah, I lo- I listen, I love Larry Fitzgerald. Stanton locks into him. I just think he's hard to predict moving forward. But there's certainly a guy like J.J. Nelson who takes deep shots is in trouble. I mean, I guess if you have to pick one, it's Fitz, right? I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. And your, your thoughts on the San Francisco quarterback situation now. Jimmy Garoppolo, he's going to have to learn the offense. Obviously, I'm not saying he's going to be a fantasy player you know, right away, but could that be someone you look at in a couple weeks? You know, if need be, if he gets hot, starts throwing the ball around a little bit, is that someone you might even consider? It could be, Scott, if you if you pick up on him. But I'll tell you this. There's one gentleman on this team that I'm very excited about. Scott, how many receptions do you think Carlos Hyde has this year? On the season? Yeah. Top of my head, I'm – I'll shoot out 42. Yeah, nice job. He's got 40. He's number three among all running backs. Scott, how many targets do you think he has? Let's go with 53. Well done. 57, number two among running backs. Scott, Carlos Hyde is the number one wide receiver in San Francisco. I'm a huge Carlos Hyde guy moving forward. He did not get traded. He's still there. You got to roll with him right now. He's getting a snap share of almost 75%, so he's on the field. They're not putting Brita on. Listen, I think he's legit, and if Garoppolo comes in, that's only going to get any better. Scott, here's one for you that's nuts. He has 11 goal line carries. 11 goal line carries. Scott, do you know that's number one among all running backs? Yeah, not surprised. I'm but not, I think not, he's not, only converted one or two. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, the team the team's not any good. But, yeah, Carlos Hyde is showing his value, and Matt Prieta didn't really get on the field at all. So I think that you know answers the question on whether Matt Prieta is going to be involved more or not. Uh, I, I like a sneaky one here. I think can be a sneaky wide receiver, too, with the quarterback change. That's Marquise Goodwin. He had two for 68, and he almost had a big play. Beth had just overshot him. Would have been about a 50-55 yard touchdown pass, so the line would have looked a lot better. I would not be afraid to use Marquise Goodwin as a wide receiver, too, going forward. Scott, I can't figure out Seattle. Can you help me here, please? Redskins go up and win 17-14. I mean, I, I think we have to start being worried about Seattle at this point, no? Yeah, no, I can't figure out the Seahawks at all. I mean, they put a 41 against the Texans in the game of the year, and then the Redskins come in and beat them late. I mean, and it's a big win for the Redskins, a much-needed win with the Cowboys and the Eagles starting to you know win game. Well, the Eagles already winning, but the Cowboys getting hot now, so a big win for the Redskins. But, no, I cannot figure out the Seahawks at all. They've definitely lost that home field advantage. It's not there anymore. Teams are not afraid to go there anymore. I know Houston lost last week, but they put up 38 with Watson. The Redskins go in there and play a tight game, and Kirk Cousins – Says to Washington, pay me my money now, please. Play, pay this guy. He is a franchise quarterback, in my opinion. It's a big win for the Redskins. Um, as far as Seattle, I, you know, I can't figure this team out yet. Yeah, it's tough. I, Cousins, very economical, 21 to 31, 247 yards. But in Seattle, that's just win, baby. That's the deal. Scott, no I, turnovers. No turnovers. No turnovers. No exactly so right. Well that's done. That's a big thing. Scott, Rob Kelly, should I jump back on on the 14-carry, 18-yard, two-touchdown performance? No, no, you shouldn't. <laughs> Listen, enjoy it if you played him this week. The two touchdowns make up for the lack of production elsewhere. But no, I, I let's, let's ease up on the Rob Kelly train. Scott, Josh, Josh Dotson is sort of coming around. He was one yard short of a touchdown on that pass. Obviously, he's buried Terrell Pryor. What do you think about him moving forward? You know me. You know I like Dotson. I traded for him. I uh, I like him as a wide receiver too going forward. I think he's 
you know, if and depending on how long Crowder's out, he's going to be hurt. Dotson's going to be a very important piece in this in this offense. So I like Dotson going forward. Jamison Crowder coming back next week after he's injured. Who do you like better rest of schedule, Dotson or Crowder? Dotson. Vernon Davis, uh, high end tight end one. If Reed doesn't when, play, yeah, when Jordan Reed's not on the yeah. field, he's he's right there. I mean, he's produced. He's produced like a guy that was catching balls eight nine years ago. So good for him. He's found a place in Washington where he can get the job done. If you're a Russell Wilson owner, it's got to take years off your life because the guy ends up having what they put two points up at the half, something like that. But he ends up with two hundred ninety seven yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and of course, what you always like to see seventy seven yards rushing. Scott, top five quarterback rest of schedule. Yes or no. Mm, right there. I'll put him as a top. Yeah, I'll put him top five. I'll put him right there, fifth. I'll read you the schedule and then tell me if you verify it. At Arizona, home Atlanta. At San Francisco, home Philly. At Saxonville, home Los Angeles. At Dallas, still comfortable? He's going to be right there, maybe between five and seven. He's got a shot. If not, he'll, he'll just miss. Thank God I didn't start Eddie Lacy in any of these leagues. <laughs> well... <laughs> Yeah, listen, yeah, Pete Carroll said he'd be the guy. Look, he did get hurt. He got banged up. I, I don't know. But, I mean, I think the answer to the question is the best running back on the Seahawks is Russell Wilson. Well done. So. Scott, death taxes and Doug Baldwin. That's why I traded for him. I believe in Russell Wilson more than Andy Dalton. That's what it comes down to. Richardson and um, Richardson and Lockett went back to earth. Lockett only two catches, 10 yards. Richardson, three catches, 41 yards. Either one of those guys, you comfortable? Or is it pretty much just Doug Baldwin with the receivers and that's it? Yeah, I mean, I think it's Baldwin is, is your lock. I mean, if you were asking me to pick one as a low-end wide receiver, too, I'm leaning Richardson. I think the good thing here is you're seeing Jimmy Graham start to produce. The only bad thing is Luke Wilson stole his touchdown again. So, you know, as far as receivers, I like Baldwin as a lock. I'd have to take Richardson over Lockett. And you hope Jimmy Graham can actually get a touchdown as opposed to losing him from Luke Wilson. And I'm done with the Seahawks defense, no? Uh, yeah, the Seahawks defense, they are no longer they are no longer the defense of old. We can, uh, you know, they're a streaming option at this point. Chiefs, Cowboys, build is a good game. Cowboys get a big win against the Chiefs. And, uh, in, in Big D, they score seven points in each quarter. They get Ezekiel Elliott to play. He dodges suspension once again. We'll start with Kansas City. Alex Smith throws his first interception of the season. Still had a quarterback rating of 102.9, so Alex Smith continues to produce quarterback one rest of schedule. Yeah, especially home, Scott. I, I think you got to buy into him. It's one bad game. He's got the Bills next week at home. Yeah, I think you got to roll with him, and the rushing yard's always there for him. So Kareem Hunt's come back down to earth. We still pegging Kareem Hunt as a RB1 the rest of the season, or are you starting to lean towards RB2 material? Uh, listen, Andy Reid's a brilliant coach. Uh, it's a, it, Boy, we could all do a whole podcast, Scott, whether he's a Hall of Famer or not, because it's very f- interesting. I think with opportunity, you just got to buy in because he's going to have such an opportunity share. But I got to tell you, I am taking some solace and smiling here. Kareem Hunt struggling down the stretch with 50-yard games. But yes, I think, the Scott, how many running backs can you name? We're not going to do it. I'm just rhetorical. But they're going to have more volume than him. You can't. But yeah, I mean, I think the 50-yard runs are going to stop eventually, folks. Okay? You hear me? I, I know. Cousin Brian, you hear me? I think you hear me out there. Okay. It's it's one of those things that shake your head though too. Only nine carries in a game that was fourteen ten at the half. They Agreed. just they, 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 they get away from these teams are getting away from the run. And I think this is across the board, just too soon, unless you're Adrian Peterson running hundred and six times or Le'Veon Bell. But I think I think like I said, I think he'll balance out, but I think he'll still be, you know, very useful down the stretch. Travis Kelsey, nice game, seven for seventy-three and a touchdown. That's what you want to see. Tyreek Hill gets that uh, unbelievably unexpected touchdown Scott, towards the end of the first this? half. Ready for this? Ahead. I'm going to read you. I'm going to read your lines. Ready? Two receptions, sixty-four yards, and a touchdown. Six receptions, one hundred twenty-five yards, and a touchdown. Four receptions, sixty-eight yards, and no touchdown. 
Five receptions, 77 yards, one touchdown. Seven receptions, 133 yards, one touchdown. Scott, those are Tyreek's road games this season. <laughs> those are his yes. road games, except for the Houston game where they were up big. Okay. And then they were up, they were up big. And all of a sudden the, the uh, Houston made a big comeback, right? Yep. On I think we ro- touched about this last episode that he's a road guy. Oh, he's a road guy. Now that touchdown was as cheap as they're going to come, man. Right. I mean, that, that's, that's the cheapest touchdown. Almost, uh, <laughs> a, a little more effort though than Robert Woods' touchdown. <laughs> So listen, I think when he's home, you don't play him. When he's on the road, you play him. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess a road-dependent matchup. There's nobody else really there. I know you tried to plug in Demarcus Robinson and yeah, the DFS. You know, I'll tell you what. Wide receiver two, Scott had done very well against uh, with with the, with the Chiefs at the against the Cowboys. Bad call. Dak Prescott, two forty-nine, two touchdowns. He continues to prove me wrong. He's been very good this year. So good on him. Ezekiel Elliott dodges suspension. He has his ninety-three yards and a touchdown. Again, no Darren McFadden in this game. It was Alfred Morris that was up. So if we play this game again this week with the suspension of Elliott, which it's probably going to tomorrow, we'll start here. And what's the next step? It's still Alfred Morris? Yeah, Scott. I, I don't think – I no, I'm going to get killed on this on Twitter. And, and listen, shoot me a tweet if you're angry at me. At Randall Rant, shoot a tweet to Scott at SCOT557. If you disagree with us, you agree with us. Scott, I don't think there's a big drop-off in talent from Ezekiel Elliott at Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris had 1,000 yards in this league twice. I think he's going to be fine. So if this game is replayed with Alfred Morris, I'm starting Alfred Morris. Yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way there. I think Alfred Morris would be perfectly fine with this offense as well. I'm going to give myself a little pat on the shoulder. I out Terrence Williams last week. It was nine for a no, I, You know what? I, yes. I, I, I remember that today when I was prepping for the show. Well done. You deserve a clap for that. Well done. Very well done. Nicely job. Nice Unfortunately, job. I went up against him in two leagues, oddly enough, this week. And in both those leagues, I lost. But nine for 141. Good game by Terrence Williams. Des Bryant, six for 73. Doesn't score. Cole Beasley, again, has this four-catch game with two touchdowns. Is this a one-shot deal for Terrence Williams? Could you buy in that maybe he could be the guy to become a wide receiver too on a consistent basis? No, I hate Terrence Williams. He can't get open. I think I can cover him. I just don't think he's that fast. I don't think he's that quick. I think that the Cowboys realize that they have to get someone else going. I think, Scott, you know, next couple of weeks, it could be Jason Witten. It could be Cole Beasley. It could be something like that. Maybe they work in uh, McFadden or Rod Smith out of the backfield. No, but I'll tell you this. Like you said before, this is an impressive game for Des, for uh, Dak Prescott because Des Bryant is not that good. He's a jump ball guy, and that's it. And he's doing this with smoke and mirrors, Dak Prescott. Nice job. Yeah, a little disappointment. Witten only one target. Uh, yes, uh, yes, they one catch from five yards for Witten. Hopefully he picks it up. And we'll just wrap up the NFC real quick. With two minutes to go in this game, the Lions were up 27-10 against Green Bay. And at the goal line, it is not Abdullah. It is Dwayne Washington getting the touches. So the Lions will go on to an easy win in Green Bay. Scott, wrap I Wrap up the NFC slate. Scott, I got a six-point lead with two minutes left. If Devontae Adams comes back, this will be devastating. What do you got? Only It's only half-point PPR, yeah, I too. Know. I don't think that you have to worry about that. There's two minutes ago, third and goal, and uh, you know I don't see unless Brett Hundley going Aaron Rodgers style with a Hail Mary. I think you're going to be a okay, my friend. All right, third quarter. Scott, Thursday night games continue to befuddle and be completely bizarre. Imagine a Thursday night game in England. Would anybody score? I have no idea. Jets 34, Bills 21. Scott, explain to me how Lashawn McCoy can do absolutely nothing in this game. Death taxes and Tyrod Taylor. I don't <laughs> oh, know. Tyrod- right. Tyrod Taylor, you know, producing quarterback one numbers, nice nine, nine, 285 and two touchdowns. Listen, one of these games you can't figure out, the Bills, they lose this game, and part of the reason is probably why McCoy gets 25 rushing yards. Uh, but Tyrod Taylor proving even in a loss that he is a very viable fantasy option rest of schedule. Scott, he's got a great schedule. He's got three consecutive home games in Buffalo. Would you put him top 10 rest of schedule? 
Very possible. And I know there's one game you're interested in this week, home against the Saints. That's oh, dear Lord. Scott, can we do the picks now? Sure. I go first. Can I just pick the game right now? Can I make a Thursday pick on the Tuesday sure, show? Sure, you can make the pick now. Just make sure you got to do it again on Thursday. First pick. First pick, Scott. I'm saying it now. Bills plus two and a half against the Saints at home. Six in a row for the Saints. Smell you later. Just remember, we go by the line on Thursday, though, my friends. So if the line shifts, you got to take it. Oh, okay. It could ship in my favor, though, no? It could. It go, could. Right. Either okay. way, okay, it I'll could either way. I'm just saying. Scott, I'll give two. How about that one? Okay. I'm sorry. I'm getting out of control here. LaShawn McCoy, terrible game, Scott, but I assume you're not concerned. Scott, Jordan Matthews was so close to a touchdown. Yante Thompson. <laughs> Zay Jones. It was Man. a half yard. Hey, <laughs> I still like Jordan Matthews moving forward. Kelvin Benjamin's going to come back. Here's my here's my rationale, Scott. Tell me if this is nuts. Tyrod Taylor, right? He works the middle of the field, doesn't he? Right? No? Jordan yeah. Matthews? Yeah, that's all I got to tell you, folks. After we recorded last week, the, the Thursday episode that we recorded, I got a text message from my partner saying, Jordan Matthews, when he thought he scored, but yet he was about six inches short, and then it proceeded to not get the touchdown. So that was big in the uh, Jordan Matthews head-to-head battle that we had this week, in which it really would, wouldn't have mattered anyway. But uh, Jordan Matthews is not going to become nearly as valuable once Calvin Benjamin gets acclimated with his offense. I think that's a huge addition for the Bills. I think he'll be in there next week against the Saints and ready to make a big impact in a very interesting game. All right, last one on the Bills before we go to the Jets. Scott, so let's summarize this. Ready? You got LaShawn McCoy, one of the best running backs in football. You got Tolbert, who's a thumper and a good blocker. You got your guy, Deontay Thompson, who's played very well. You have Nick O'Leary and then Charles Clay coming back. You have Jordan Matthews. You have Kelvin Benjamin. Tyrod Taylor is getting more weapons. <laughs> You know, it's funny. We talked about this team four or five weeks ago where when Clay went down, Matthews went down, he had nobody to throw to. Now, all of a sudden, the Bills offense on paper looks like it could be a juggernaut going forward. So be very, very interesting to see what happens with the Bills here. Scott, Josh McCown, 14 to 20, 140 yards, one throwing touchdown, one rushing touchdown. Would you start him in, in certain weeks moving forward? Uh, yeah, it really depends. I tell you something, next week against Tampa Bay would be an intriguing th- – I would think about it. It would definitely be a thought. And he's doing what he needs to do to help his team win. I mean, listen, they're 4-5. and five. I think people would have expected them to be 0-8, 0-9, 1-8. He's doing what he needs to do. Fantasy relevancy is not really in his name, but he could be a streaming option, and it could be as early as next week against Tampa Bay. Bilal Powell, really not impressing me, Scott. 150 one-yard run. Outside of that, he had eight rushes for 23 yards. And then in terms of receiving, he didn't have a catch. Uh, Bilal Powell, droppable? He's getting there. Matt Forte is definitely the back to own there. I mean, you know, we, everybody said Powell is going to be the guy. Forte's showing he's still got some left. You know, and when they give him the ball, it, it works. I mean, he had 14 carries, 77 yards, scored two touchdowns, and he got four catches. So Forte is still a very serviceable back. So for me, it's definitely him over Powell. I mean, can you hang on to Powell? Sure, because Forte is injury-prone, so you never know what's going to happen. So maybe if you own Forte, hold, and you have them both, keep them together. Robbie Anderson, Scott, you're buying it? I think he's got to touch three consecutive I am buying games. It. I, I, like, I like what I see. The effort's there from him. The targets are there. Jermaine Curse is kind of get, still getting targets but not getting as many looks. Severian Jenkins gets some targets. I, I like Robbie Anderson. He's got great speed down the sidelines. You know, he could be the, one of those, you know, I don't want to say he's feast or famine because he's involved a lot more than, you know, guys like Djax are, but I'm buying Robbie Anderson. I like what I've seen out of him, and I think he's a serviceable wide receiver too. And it starts this week against Tampa. Scott touchdown at Miami, touchdown Atlanta, touchdown Buffalo, three consecutive weeks. And Austin Safarian Jenkins will he bounce back this week uh, against Tampa? 
Yeah, I believe so. Revenge game! Ah, revenge game! Revenge game, my friend. The angle's back. Maybe now I gotta lay off because that angle's been terrible, terrible for you uh, this season so far. But yeah, I, I like him going forward. The only game you're gonna lose this week, my friend, the Titans on the Ravens in 23-20, which is one of many, many boring one o'clock games, I must say, this week. Uh, Titans Ravens Ravens win uh, lose this one 23-20. Joe Flacco throws two touchdowns, but I really don't think he's getting himself back to fantasy relevancy. Alex Collins, 13 of 43. Buck Allen, 7 of 21. Allen was involved in the passing game, so Buck Allen, Alex Collins, which one, either one, any of them? I know Woodhead's coming back, Scott, and I love Danny Woodhead. I mean, I would consider getting his jersey. The only jersey I own, as you know, is Steve Smith, and I'm, I'm hoping my wife got me Bo Jackson for Christmas, I guess, for that. But I love Danny Woodhead. Scott, I'm concerned because they love Buck Allen. Why is Buck Allen still getting goal line touches? I don't understand it. Alex Collins, I feel badly for him. What else does a guy have to do? I think it's a stay away. I think be careful. I don't think Woodhead coming off an injury is just going to be plugged in week 11 and making 10 catches. I don't think it's going to happen. I think it's a three-headed monster, which means it's a no-headed monster. You buying Jeremy Macklin? Yeah, I, I think so. I, I think you got to be careful of the matchup. I mean, he was one of those questionable guys, Scott. We talk about whether questionable is really questionable or not. Eight catches, 98 yards. Yeah, I think if he's, for some reason on the waiver wire, I think he's worth a pickup. Yeah, I scooped him up this week, plugged him in, actually. So he was serviceable, got the job done for me. Um, you know, I gave up Benjamin Watson last week. Did get 10 targets, but only seven catches. I mean, seven catches, but only 41 yards. So. I think he's still serviceable as a tight end. I think he's a matchup-dependent tight end. It really, is there anybody else in Baltimore? I know Mike Wallace scored a touchdown, but he's just way too inconsistent for me. I I, I don't see anybody else in this Baltimore receiving him. It's even worth a look to you. Yeah, seven receptions for Watson. I play him at home if you're streaming tight ends. Let's go to the Tennessee side. Marcus Mariota, I'm still he, – he needs to show me some more. I'm getting really frustrated with Mariota. He gets 218, two touchdowns at a pick. They win the game. But you know, this is a guy that both of us had pegged very high. I had him, I had him higher than you did, but uh, preseason. But he is just not not living up to the hype and producing what we had hoped he would. Where's his status going forward, rest of the season, Marcus Mariota? I think he's going to pick it up and be better. I read something, you know, I go on Reddit, I try to look at the articles. Uh, head coach came out and said that he wants Mario to start running more. They were a little concerned. He had the bye week. They wanted him to take it easy this week, but they're going to let him run a little bit more next week. I think he's actually a buy low candidate and can do a nice job. Adore Jackson had more yards on one carry than DeMarco Murray did in the whole game. Does that worry you? It doesn't because Baltimore has a real good run defense. I I, I just think Tennessee is going to get right, Scott, and I think they're going to get it going. Murray got nicked up. That's why Henry got that one touchdown. I think Murray is still the play. Maybe it's 70-30, but DeMarco Murray is the only guy in the passing game out of the backfield. They're not throwing it to Derrick Henry that much. Murray is the guy they're going to target. So I still I feel confident in DeMarco Murray. Derrick Henry is just really tough for me to play. But if Murray were to get hurt, Henry would be the guy. But yeah, I'm still rolling DeMarco Murray out. Man, Scott, it was like a donut to Homer Simpson seeing that, was it, 5,600, 5,400 DFS price tag on DeMarco Murray. I know it was the Ravens. It was so tempting. Yeah, it's, he's just becoming one of those loves of your lives. He's uh, joining he the Richard Rodgers fam club. Know, it's, get, it's getting a little sickening. You're right. It is, you're it right. is what it is. You're right. You're right. Hey, I was question for you. Uh, how'd your boy John O. Smith do? Oh, well, well hold on a second. Wait, wait, hold on a second. And I don't mind you ripping <laughs> on me. No, if Delaney Walker didn't play, if he didn't play, if Delaney You texted Walker, me. I, I think you either texted me the morning of or the night before. Because you were dismissive. I'm not giving you enough you respect ready for this? John O. Smith. Scott, you ready for this? Here's what I, that's what I, I did text it. That is correct. I fully admit that. Scott, if Delaney Walker didn't play, I would have started John O. Smith instead of Clay Harbor. Trey, Trey Burton? Oh, Trey uh, Burton. Sorry, it's a Trey Burton. Clay, yes. 
Nick Foles, now Clay Harbor. This has been coming a very <laughs> interesting podcast. Names that we are just dropping on this show. Uh, Delaney Walker, 571. So if he's healthy, he's a tight end one for you, I would assume, correct? Yep. Rashard okay. Matthews, 4 for 70. Is this the breakout game we were hoping for, or we got to see some more? Scott, Rashard Matthews is the best wide receiver in Tennessee. I don't give a darn about Davis. I don't give a darn about Eric Decker. Rashard Matthews, he's matchup proof. I don't care. Baltimore had a real good pass defense, man. They did a nice job this year. Play Rashard Matthews and play him with confidence every single week. Jamal Williams steals a goal line touchdown from Aaron Jones as time expires. Thank God, as long as not Devontae Adams. What a win. Scott, Bengals go into the, to Jacksonville. They play Saxonville. They get banged up a little bit. Jacksonville's for real. Leonard Fournette threw us into a tizzy because he was not eligible, because he was uh, disciplinary reasons. He did not play. Didn't stop Jacksonville whatsoever. Start with the Bengals. Andy Dalton, abysmal. I assume you're dropping him. There's no comment there. Jeremy Hill also in this game was inactive, which makes you think Joe Mixon's going to feast. He did score a touchdown, Scott, but that offensive line has got to worry you, no? Yeah, that whole team worries me. And I think the Marvin Lewis era is coming to an end. I 100%, think the Bengals, 100%. I think the Bengals are officially a team that you can write off for the rest of the season. Uh, Andy Dalton's not playable. Joe Mixon's going to get the, the carries at this point, as he should. I mean, at this point, he should get the carries. He didn't, you know, he averaged 2.4 carry, did get a touchdown. But that's a tough defense on the road. So be it, let's see what he does going forward. But, yeah, the, uh, the Marvin Lewis era is coming to an end very abruptly for me in Cincinnati. What is the deal with Giovanni Bernard? This team has no weapons. AJ Green's out of the game for a whole half, and Giovanni Bernard has one rush for negative one yards. And Scott, I put it, I put it on the coaching. I put it on the coaching. One staff. reception, I, negative five yards. He's a good player, and he's only targeted once. And again, again, one of the many reasons why I think it's about time this all comes to an end. And you blow this up in Cincinnati, I think. Get rid of the coach. Get rid of everybody in that front office, and you start from scratch because it's not working. Yeah, they've had a couple winning seasons. Never won that playoff game. We all know how they imploded against the Steelers a couple years ago in the playoffs in a game they had no business losing. Uh, so for me, the, the error is over. He, he's got to be more involved. I, I understand. You want Mixon to be the lead back? So be it. But Bernard can easily get five or six carries, and he should be targeted five or six times a game in the passing game, and he's not. I don't understand it. I don't get it. And, you know, especially once A.J. Green goes gets, gets kicked out of the game at halftime, you, you figure Bernard gets involved more. Scott, every time I go to click Tyler Croft on DraftKings, I see his picture, and I, I just don't want to click it because it just, it just seems like a guy who's not a tough football player. But two receptions, 79 yards. Is he playable? Is anybody playable in this offense moving forward? Uh, I mean, A.J. Green's playable if he's on the field not you know putting people in you know sleeper holds. So he's playable. Other than that, you could probably ride Mixon. I don't know if I trust Tyler Croft down the stretch. I, you know, it's I don't trust much of this offense, but I do trust AJ Green as an automatic when healthy, and he's you know when you roll out there. So I know you traded them because of matchups. I'm not a I'm not a dummy, my friend. I I know your theories. You looked at three straight road games: Jacksonville, Denver being two of them, and Tennessee being the other one. So I know what you're doing when you trade them. But I just wasn't a fan of Demarco Murray and Derrick Henry. So so be it. You can have the loves of your life, and I'll take my shot with AJ Green. Uh, Scott Jacksonville moving forward. Follow me on this. Home Chargers at Cleveland at Arizona. Home Indianapolis. Home Seattle. Home Houston at San Francisco. I think Blake Bortles is a top 12 QB rest of schedule. You think I'm? I think you got a shot to be right, but I also hey. think I also think you just told me that the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win that division. Once Deshaun Watson went down. Yep. Yep, I believe this became the Jaguars' division. With the way Mariota and the Titans are too inconsistent playing, that defense is good enough to keep them in every game. 
And Bortles, you know, the mistakes have been minimal these past couple of weeks. And if he continues to do that, listen, like you said, Fournette didn't was inactive because he missed team photos. That's your boy Tom Coughlin right there. He was he missed the team photo. That's why he was inactive. No big deal. Chris Ivey runs for 70 yards. TJ Yeldon runs for 40-something yards. So, you know, that's, you know, the Jaguars can be a team that I think can win that division. I think Bortles can be a borderline top 12 quarterback. They've done a great job, and Doug Marone's done a great job as well. Folks, this is all Tom Coughlin. He took this team to two AFC championship games when they were an expansion franchise. Meetings start five minutes early. You know Marone's leaning on him about the whole decision with Fournette. Tom Coughlin, folks, he's a Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer, book it. That's what this team's about. Sorry, there's my editorial, Scott. Uh, as for Jacksonville, Ivory yelled, and I don't think we need to talk about them because Fournette will be back next week. Scott, say what you want about Marquise Lee. And we know D.D. Westbrook's coming back. I told you about that last week, and we talked about how that's a, that's a dangerous person coming back. Scott, let me read you Marquise Lee the last three games. You ready? Five receptions on 10 targets for 83 yards. Four receptions on six targets for 72 yards. And eight receptions on 12 targets for 75 yards and a touchdown against a good Bengals. Scott, go pick up Marquise Lee. What do you think? Yeah, I like Marquise Lee. I think you know, the 28 targets are telling over three weeks. That, that means Mortals trusts him. He likes him. Allen Hearns only had four targets in this game. You know, I want to say the 12 targets maybe were an in, in, indiction of uh, indictment of Fournette not being in the game, so maybe things change a little bit. I know Ivory still had 20 carries, yelled at 11, but does change the game plan a little bit. But yeah, I think Lee is a very, very serviceable wide receiver too, with wide receiver one potential on certain weeks, especially in that game, those games against San Francisco and the Colts that you threw at me. How good is this Jacksonville defense, Scott? The defense is very good, and that's my reasoning as to why they're probably going to win this division. I think they should win this division. Once again, once the Sean Watson went down, this team, I think, became, oddly enough, the most complete team in the division, and they should win this division. So the defense is phenomenal. I've, we've seen it firsthand, and you saw it again, a very, very tidy 23-7 win against the Bengals. What do we got next? Colts-Texans in the Jacoby Brissett-Tom Savage matchup. Give you kudos. I gave it to you earlier. I'll give it to you again, the Jacoby Brissett. T.Y. Hilton DFS stack. Fantastic job. Brissett 308, two touchdowns. You know, I've been a fan of Brissett. I thought he's been someone we can look at on a streaming basis. He very good fantasy line this week. How do you feel about Brissett? Can he be a quarterback you plug and play in certain matchups week in and week out? It's just so tough. I like him too. And he didn't even run that much in this game, Scott, but their schedule's tough. Home Pittsburgh, then a bye. So that's tough back to back. Okay. Then home Tennessee. Okay. At Saxonville, forget it. At Buffalo, you know my thoughts. Home Denver, at Baltimore. I mean, I guess bye week replacement. Listen, the kid's doing a nice job. He's filling as best as he can, but I probably would go elsewhere. Rest of schedule. That that, that home Denver game not as not as uh, scary on paper no, anymore. It was it's probably true. weeks ago. True. Uh, Frank Gore, seventeen for fifty-one. Marlon Mack had nine carries, but not much as far as average of twenty-nine yards. So Frank Gore is still a very big part of this offense. He also caught three balls. The breakout game in a tight. Ty Hilton. We said it was coming. It was coming at some point, and it came this week. Five for one seventy-five and two touchdowns. Can he be a wide receiver one, or are we still keeping him as a wide receiver two rest of the schedule? Only in a dome, Scott. In a dome, you play him, home or away. Uh, outside, you don't play him. It's that simple. Not with Jacoby Brissett. Jack Doyle, automatic start every week now? Automatic. Eight for, eight for six, three doesn't score, but again, eight catches on nine targets. Really nothing else to talk about. Dante Moncrief has been an absolute disaster for the Colts, so he is useless. Tom Savage, I got ripped for playing him in DFS. Listen, 219 in the touchdown. He didn't turn the ball over. His salary is 4600 He nearly tripled it. That's your 3X theory. So from the value standpoint, he gave me what I was looking for. I didn't cash in that lineup, but took a shot. 
threw for the ball 44 times, so at least he gave himself opportunities, and he had them in position to win the game. Unfortunately, could not get the job done on fourth and goal. Are you? Uh, I'm sorry. Are you? Are you out of your mind? He's 19 of 44, 219 yards, a touchdown, and a fumble. And you're telling me this is a good DFS play? Are you out of your freaking mind? What your? What was your three X theory? How many points did he get? How many? Uh, roughly twelve. Have? Twelve. Scott, there must have been somebody better than Tony Golf or Brissett or somebody. Tom Whatever. Savage. I'm just saying. I mean, if he's two dollars and he has six points, is that? I mean, <laughs> Whatever. Moving on. <laughs> Running game for Houston was split pretty much evenly. Miller 10 for 57, Foreman 11 for 37. Are we still leaning Miller rest of schedule, or does the Watson injury shake shake things up a little bit for Lamar Miller? Scott, if Watson was there, Lamar Miller would be a great start rest of season. Honestly, i go pick up Deontay Foreman if you need a deep flyer. I think they're going to go with him more than Miller because I don't think Miller can get stuff going unless the holes are, are wide open like they are with a running quarterback like Watson. How about DeAndre Hopkins? Had 16 targets this week. Get six catches, 86 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, he in week one, Savage targeted him all day long, so I think he'll still get the targets and the looks. So I think Hopkins is still a viable play, but I think Will Fuller gets hurt a lot here. Two for 32 and eight targets. Your thoughts on Fuller going forward? Will Fuller, Scott, may be the biggest loser from week nine. I mean, oh my goodness. Talk about from the penthouse to the outhouse. Yeah, I still think about that Watson injury. It's still killer from yeah. the personal standpoint. Um, I think that's really it there. Ryan Griffith didn't even get on the score sheet, so we don't have to talk about him. What nerve, Scott, does Jay Cutler have to actually have a de- decent game after after I jump off the bandwagon? Scott, 311 yards and three touchdowns for Jay Cutler. Unbel- <laughs> unbelievable. And they still lost. And they still lost. 27-24. Scott, Derek Carr outside on the road. 300 yards, one touchdown, one interception. It was okay. Two fumbles, didn't lose any. Derek Carr, only play him at home? Would you play him in Mexico against the Patriots? I would. I would play him in Mexico against the Patriots. I know people think the Patriot defense is coming along. I still don't think they're any good. I would play him against the Patriots in Mexico. Uh, but you have your boy Jared Cook exploding. I know. Again. He just get, he gave yards. me the huh? finger, didn't he? He just gave he really? me. He said, yeah. Mike Randall, you, four C's. I, <laughs> I ask you about Cook every week, and every, every week you say, "Why you're asking me?" I hate him. I hate him. I don't care. I still don't think he's good. I don't care. I know he's going to be like top five tight end, right? Rest of the entire season. <laughs> very, very possible. Marshawn Lynch, 57 yards, scores two touchdowns. They wanted to get him involved more. He really, outside of one 22 yard run, really didn't do much else in the two touchdowns. What are your thoughts on Lynch rest of season? I think it's impressive, Scott, because Miami is a good run defense. And playing on a Sunday night game, that was their last real chance to shine. I think it's impressive. I think Lynch is going to feed the beast. I think he's picking up the offense there. Some reports about him taking an extra film session the last few weeks to try to figure it out. I think he's going to be pretty good. Cooper, four for 58 and nine targets. Crabtree only had three for 40, only four targets. Cooper rests the schedule of a Crabtree, I assume. Yeah, still Cooper, but I'll tell you, I think Crabtree's going to be solid. But yeah, I'm, 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 I'm an Amari Cooper truther, Scott. So feel free. Every week, I'm going to say start him. I don't care, and it could go down with the ship. But I kind of like him better than Crabtree. Yes. And like you said, Cutler three eleven and three touchdowns, which <laughs> helped absolutely nobody in fantasy because nobody played him. Running game, I was impressed by Kenyon Drake nine for sixty nine. He had a long of forty two. Damian Williams was involved. He was involved more in the passing game. Kenyon Drake also had six catches. They both had six catches. Who of these two do you think becomes the more valuable back, or could you conceivably look at both of them down the stretch? Uh, you could. Drake is more valuable. He had the six catches on the six targets, and he had the 69 yards. Damian Williams is not a between-the-tackles runner, so I think Drake is more valuable there. Did he catch a touchdown? I mean, he was a third third you know, down roll when J.J. was there. 
I think it's probably Drake moving forward, but Williams, if you wanted to, you could. But I, honestly, I think it helps Jay Cutler. I know. I'm just saying because he's going to have a lot more receiving options out of the backfield. I think they're going to have Drake and Williams and everything's going to be short. I, I, I think it could be okay. I mean, would I start him or Jared Goff every week? I think it's the question. <laughs> <laughs> this must have been the game for get right tight ends. I mean, Cook for 826 and Julius Thomas came alive. Six for 84 and a touchdown. I'm sure there are a couple of people still playing Julius Thomas. So that was good for him owners there. That's uh, question marks though in the wide receivers. Devontae Parker, five for 76. Landry had six catches, only 32 yards. He did get the touchdown. And Kenny still is a little bit of a disappointment. Three for 28. Um, when you look at Parker and Landry, do you still lean Devontae Parker, or do you think Landry is the better option going forward? I love Parker. I think he's a guy I could target here if you want a last-second trade. I understand it's risky, but I think when Devontae Parker's healthy, I loved him beginning of season. Scotty could be a difference maker down the stretch. It does hurt Kenny Stills because Parker's going to take those routes away and also hurts Landry. Yeah, yeah I like Landry, though, as the, the, that uh, safety net kind of guy, and I think he'll still get more touchdowns than Parker will, but Parker's going to be a valuable player down the stretch. All right, fourth quarter. Let's bring it home with some DFS. All right, Scott, I'm going to tip my hand here to you. Okay, I already made a lineup. I mean, like, can I read it to you? I, I already have you a can. I do not have a lineup prepared yet on this Monday night. So you, by all means, can read into your it. lineup. I'm into it. Now, listen, Scott, I'm I, I not going by by salary. Okay, I just want to tell you that. So this is what I got. And th- this is not my definite lineup. Okay, you ready for this? You're going to um, laugh. Who's my quarterback? Tyrod Taylor. Ryan Fitzpatrick. <laughs> He's 4,900, Scott. I think he's going to do all right against the Jets' pass defense on the road. I plugged in Devontae Freeman against Dallas. I got to see how he is right there. Scott, you know who's a fantastic play this week? And you should know this. We've been talking. We got a big bet on it. Jordan Howe? He is a fantastic play, Scott. At home Sunday, coming off a bye against the Packers. Scott, he's 6,100. Oh, he's a wonderful play. Amazing play. Wide receivers. I got an issue with the Matthews brothers. I got Jordan Matthews at home against New Orleans. Death taxes and Richard Matthews. He's only 4,700. Scott, I think he's a great play. Mike Thomas on the road against Buffalo, I think is interesting because I think Buffalo is going to stuff the run a little bit. So I think Thomas can exploit the secondary there. You mentioned him already. um, Evan Ingram. Scott is a tight end. He's 6,200. He's getting a little pricey. And no Gronkowski this week because of the Sunday night game against Denver. So Evan Ingram, I think, on the road against San Francisco, I, I think he's reasonable. And my flex, Scott, it's how do you not start LaShawn McCoy at home against New Orleans? He's 8,300, man, but how do you not do that? Defense, I just picked the Redskins at home against the Vikings. By the way, that's another game I'm interested in. Redskins at home against the Vikings? Really? That's a very interesting NFC yeah, game. You got talk, about, talk about prices jumping. How about your boy uh, Juju Smith-Schuster? Week 8 was 4,000. Week 10 against the Colts, 5,600. It's a $1,600 price increase. Scott, you know, you know, I believe that that I believe in God, and I also believe that things happen for a reason like the fantasy gods. Don't we play each other this week in Yahoo? We do in Yahoo. Can, we do can, play can, each other. Can't you see, Scott? I believe this is our final head-to-head matchup in all our leagues this week. This I think year. you beat me badly. I think you beat me almost every time this year. But I, Scott, can't you see Juju Smith-Schuster? You know I'm starting him because the chance to start him against you is unbearable. Can you see Martavis Bryant being active and catching a touchdown this week? <laughs> <laughs> it's very possible. I still own Martavis Bryant in that league. He's still sitting You're on my bench. You're not starting, man. No way. Well, actually, I got him. guys on buy. I'm going to have to make some decisions. I got a couple, a couple of guys on buys. <laughs> I'm going to have to make some uh, very important decisions when it comes to you this week in the head-to-head matchup as I look to go for the uh, clean 3-0 sweep against you this year. What are your th- uh, Scott, what are your thoughts? Uh, Le'Veon Bell, 9,800. I mean, I know Indianapolis, but Indianapolis not bad against 
running backs. 9,800 is a lot of money, man. This guy got 20, 25, 27 points. Yeah, I mean, 9,800 is a lot. I mean, $10,000 for Le'Veon Bell? I, history tells you when the Steelers play the Colts that it's the, uh, the, the quarterback, the yeah, quarterback, yeah. the receivers that get the job done. So if you're going to shell out that money, maybe just do the 9,500 and pay for Antonio Brown, who will probably go 10, 120, and 2. Scott, yeah. here's another one. How do you not play Todd Gurley? He's 8,700. How do you not play Todd Gurley at home against the Texans? <laughs> you know what? The Texans are number one against fantasy running backs this year. Uh, they're only allowing 96 rushing yards per game, and they are tops when it comes to opposing fantasy running backs. I know Gurley is, uh, you know, he's a guy you're going to start, but at that price point, I may almost lean $300 less and play Fournette for 8400 You don't think that's skewed, man, by Watt and Merciless early in the year? I mean, no? it, it, it's very possible that it that it is, but, I mean – yeah, the, the the Colts didn't run rough shot against them. They were even Brissett they held in check. I think the Colts ran for a total of eighty yards against mm-hmm. uh, against the Texans. I know mean, it's not. I know it's Frank Gore, Marlon Mack. Listen, Gurley's a good play, but just looking at this quickly, I take Fournette at home against the Chargers for three hundred dollars less. You know who else is good, Scott? This week, <laughs> are we talking running backs? <laughs> yeah, seventy two hundred <laughs> on the road, hug <laughs> against Saxonville. You want to play Melvin Gordon? He, is, is he gonna, let me ask you a question. Will he eclipse 2.4 yards per carry? No, but I'm petrified. And I'll tell you this, man. Take this one to the bank. I'm worried about this week. I think Jordan, I think Jordan Howard could have 180 yards and two touchdowns. If if Gordon beats Howard this week, you should just pay my bet right now. This is the week. You need this week badly. At home, you can roll that Bear team, no doubt. And Gordon's on the road against Saxonville. This is a week for you, man. Big week. How about Carlos Hyde at home, 6,300 against the Giants? Oh, dear Lord, sign me up. Yeah, that, that was just a prelim lineup. I always make one Sunday night just to check it out. That's a prelim one. It's interesting. Scott, you believe in Jarek McKinnon? I like Jarek McKinnon. I, I do. His price point at 6,600 on the road. You know, he stays right where it is. He's, I think he's the number featured back there. I, I, would, I think McKinnon's a safe play. You know, I assume Case Keenum will still be the quarterback this week. I haven't heard anything else about Bridgewater being closer or Bradford. So, in Case Keenum, I like McKinnon. I think 6,600 is about fair for him. I can easily see 15 to 20 points from Jurek on the road. Scott, you know I have a history sometimes of being one week off, too early or too late. Scott, DeMarco Murray and Derrick Henry on DraftKings are both $5,000. Nope, you can have them. At home? Against Cincinnati? You hate Cincinnati. But can, but, yeah, I, I, great. But <laughs> can you honestly tell me which one of them is getting 15 carries? I mean, think about Murray, it. Scott, it's so you tempting. think DeMarco Murray's getting 15 carries, but you're and they're both the same Scott, price. He's for, less than both, Lamar Miller. They're both at the, the same, Rams. Oh, they're both God. same. They're both the same price for a reason. Would you rather take Alfred Morris on the road? Oh yeah, 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 of course, no doubt. For 5,500, no, I mean, right. you know, you got you got options. How about All your right. boy? How, how about your boy goal line Abdullah at home against the Browns for 4,500? That's a good one too. Man, there's gonna be a lot of good ones this week. That's for Duncan. Orleans Darkwell, 4,500. Yeah. He's still a play on the road against that terrible Niners uh, rush defense. Quarterbacks last week. Scott, last one, then we'll, we'll head out of here. The quarterbacks last week, there was a ton that were really good at the top, right? This week's a little tricky. Prescott is 7,300 at Atlanta. Breeze is at Buffalo. No way. 6,900. You got Stafford at home against Cleveland. Dear Lord, 6,800. The new and improved Jared Goff against Houston. Is that game going to be a run game, a pass game, or both? I have no idea. And your guy, Big Ben, last time went to Indianapolis. What do you hang out? A four touchdown? game? Five. 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 <laughs> the last two times he's played them, he's put up six and five. Uh, so, I mean, 
I think, the, honestly, I think on paper, the chalk play here is going to be Stafford, and that's one of those games I think where Stafford will probably throw for 220 and two touchdowns. I don't know if he'll outplay it. I think Roethlisberger's a go. I think Matt Ryan could be a go at home against the Cowboys in a game that they're going to need. We already talked about Tyrod Taylor. Look at Josh McCown, sixty-one hundred, huh? Yeah. Talk about talking about moving up there. He's more than he's more than Kirk Cousins, Marcus Mariota. Scott Phillip Rivers is forty-nine hundred. <laughs> I know it's Jacksonville. I get Jackson, it. I mean, I, no, I get right? it. But I, I, when's the last time he was one thousand three hundred dollars less than Josh McCown? But you know what? For the forty-nine hundred and the forty-eight hundred, Fitzpatrick and Bortles are both a better player than Rivers. Yeah. You're right. You know, you look at it. Maybe even Case Keenum at 4,800. Yeah. Interesting quarterback week. You know, he should be quarterback in the Browns this week, but he's not. It's A.J. McCarron. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No fooling. Uh, folks, listen, all I got to tell you is you fill out your DFS lineup, forget the prices, just pick the lineup you want, and then see if the numbers match in just from there. Listen, we appreciate you listening, guys. We got we got our podcast out there. We're on iTunes. Five-star rating, please, and a comment if you have the time. We love doing this for you. Send us uh, emails. Uh, putblitz at gmail.com you can follow us on twitter at putblitz you can follow scott at scot557 myself at randall rant and for all our rankings and all our dfs plays and all our picks please go to the website www.randallrant.com yep everything everything mike just said right there you know the support we appreciate it you know leave the comments leave a review if you like us do it if you don't like us tell us what you don't like maybe we you know tell us what you want us to change give us give us any any feedback it's good feedback so you know we appreciate the listen facebook like follow us reviews are there itunes soundcloud you can find us anywhere you want to find us um you know and we'll be back again with the uh preview show at the end of the week what a win in yahoo scott i'm coming for you next week juju smith schuster I can't wait to sweep you 3-0 at the end of next week. Can't wait for next week's recap. Can't wait. We'll see you.